Chapter Two of The Ladder of Rickety Rungs. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Caro. The Ladder of Rickety Rungs by T. C. O'Donnell. Chapter Two Cuddle and Her Seven Children. If you ever go to pay a visit to Blink, you will be disappointed, I am sure, in the size of the land of Nod. Why, it is no larger than the land of Maybe, which again is only half as large as the land of Dreams. But at that it has the highest mountain in the world, from the top of which you can climb by the ladder of rickety rungs onto the moon. It has a sea that golden ships sail on to the land of dawn, and from whose depths beautiful cities with strange towers come up of times at night. It has valleys, too, that bluebells and anemones and poppies and things make carpets for, and that the river Sneep runs through into the Sea of Glar. And it has many other things besides, and some of them I will tell you about. From the time they climbed on to the back of Snooze, it seemed only half a minute until Blink whispered to Wondell and Sue, "'We're through the land of Dusk, and here is the land of Nod.' Immediately I can't tell you how many fireflies sprang into existence. The moon came up from the place where the night things go and perched on top of the mountain of Glimp, and before the third part of an instant passed, Snooze came to a stop in front of Blink's palace. He stopped so suddenly that if things happened in the land of Nod as they do here, they would have been pitched headlong on into the land of dreams. But they did not feel so much as a jar. Things are like that in the land of Nod. And Snooze let them down so gently that the ground seemed like velvet to their feet. The guards at the gates, I am sorry to state, were asleep. They were always asleep if you really want to know and the crafty fellows had put Wink, the big black owl, on top of the gate to keep watch. When a visitor approached, Wink uttered a hawk in a voice that brought the whole household to the doors and windows. For his master, he always gave two hawks. This would bring the guards to their feet straight as the tall spears they held at their sides, and with their eyes straight ahead toward the land of dreams. At the hawk, hawk, of Wink, then, lights flashed on in every window of the palace. The doors swung open and cuddle, that is, Blink's wife, and her seven children ran out to meet the returned Blink. Let me see. There was Miss Snuggle, who was the eldest of the children, being eleven and growing on twelve, and Snora, who was Sue's age, but frankly who was not half so pretty, for she had a mole on her cheek, and Dimp, who was seven, and a terrible tomboy who could clamber up the ladder to the moon more quickly than Blink himself. These were all girls. After them came three boys, two of them twins, six years old on Thanksgiving Day, and so named Glap and Dora, words that in the land of Nod mean to be thankful. I know you would not want to name a boy Dora, no matter how thankful you were. But things are different in the land of Nod where a word has only to mean something to have it clapped upon you. Take Willie, who was five. Willie does not mean just Willie, like it does with folks, but it means to have red hair, 
and he had a lot of it, I can tell you, and all kinds of freckles. Last came Blick, a wee lad of two years. Wink had no sooner hooked, then, than Cuddle ran out of the palace, followed by her seven children in a row. Snuggle was first, and Blick last, stair-step fashion. Sue was frightened for thinking it may be part of the Nod army, and whispered quickly in Wandell's ear. Wandell was brave enough for the two of them. "'Don't be a silly, Sue,' he said. "'Don't you see they haven't any guns?' Blink had suspected Sue's fears, and so introduced them all round. "'Cuddle, dear,' he said. "'These are the two folk children I've told you about, the ones that are so hard to get to sleep.' Their names are Wandell and Sue. Snuggle spoke kindly to the children and shook their hands warmly, Sue doing a pretty curtsy that pleased Blink. Sue, he said, you must teach our children to do that. Then the seven children came and shook hands. They were not so polite as children should be to their guests. Snuggle thought Sue was such a funny name for a girl to have while Snorer thought Wondell was such an odd name for a boy. "'They ought to be changed about,' she said. Dimp admired Wondell right away, but she thought Sue ought to have had black eyes and black hair to be as pretty as her papa had said little girls were in Folkland. The twins and the smaller children were too eager for dinner to think much about it, for they smelled the cooking of a rich meat pie they knew should be about ready.' Blink smelled it too, for he said, "'Let's have some supper. I smell raspberry jam, don't you, Wondell?' Wondell and Sue looked at each other in amazement, for though they could smell a very juicy meat pie, yet they could not smell raspberry jam. "'Besides,' Sue whispered in Wondell's ear, "'you couldn't smell raspberry jam way out here.' "'And not Sunday, don't you, Sue?' said Blink. Everybody looked at Sue, who was certain she could not smell Nut Sunday, but did not want to hurt Blink's feelings. "'I am very hungry,' she said. But before going in, Blink turned and gave an order to the two guards. "'Attention!' But the two guards had already gone to sleep at attention, and stood stiff as the spears at their side, and Wink kept watch on the post above them. End of chapter 2